No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where famine forces a family from Bethlehem to move to Moab. This begins a chain of events that ultimately leads to the birth of David. We hope you'll join us now as Pastor Daryl begins the book of Ruth on Simply the Bible. The time of the judges was a dark and depressing time in Israel when the nation forsook the Lord and his commandments and everyone did what was right in his own eyes. But during this time came a beautiful love story. The book of Ruth gives us the love story between Boaz, a wealthy farm owner from Judah, and Ruth, a widow from Moab. Through this union would come David, who would be the great-grandson of Boaz and Ruth. But more importantly, the book of Ruth gives a beautiful picture of the love story between us and Jesus Christ, our kinsman redeemer. As the love story of Boaz and Ruth stands in sharp contrast to the darkness of their times, so our love story with Jesus stands in sharp contrast to the darkness of this world. Ruth chapter 1. Now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land, and a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to dwell in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. The name of the man was Elimelech, the name of his wife was Naomi, and the names of his two sons were Malon and Kilaon, Ephrathites of Bethlehem, Judah. And they went to the country of Moab and remained there. The period of the judges lasted more than 300 years. We don't know at what time this famine occurred. God warned his people in the law that if they did not keep his covenant, then he would bring famine. Now they were suffering famine, no doubt because the nation had turned away from God. What do you suppose God's intention for the famine was? Wouldn't it be so that his people would repent of their sins and turn back to him? But a certain man from Bethlehem named Elimelech decided that he would leave Israel and head for greener pastures in Moab. Now in Abraham's day when famine struck, Abraham sought the greener pastures of Egypt and it led to problems. Abraham lied about Sarah and picked up an Egyptian servant named Hagar. Abraham and Lot came back from Egypt loaded down with loot, but they had to separate because of it. Thus, whenever God's people seek to flee the adversity that God allows, it always leads to problems. It's better to be in a hard situation in the center of God's will than to flee where we think things will be easier. Ironically, Elimelech means God is my king, but he wasn't acting like it. Likewise, many Christians are Christians in name only, but they aren't truly following Jesus Christ. Jesus said, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Jesus never said it would be easy to follow him. On the contrary, he says that it requires us to deny ourselves and take up our cross 
meaning that we are to be obedient to God no matter what. Then Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left and her two sons. Now they took wives of the women of Moab. The name of the one was Orpah, and the name of the other Ruth. And they dwelt there about ten years. Then both Malon and Kilon also died. So the woman survived her two sons and her husband. What they thought would be the land of plenty became the land of pain. Elimelech died, and then Naomi's sons took two wives from Moab, which the law prohibited. It was the Moabites who had sent their women into the camp of Israel in Numbers 25, thus resulting in sexual immorality and idolatry in the camp so that 24,000 Israelites fell dead. Thus, no Moabite was to enter the assembly of the Lord to the tenth generation. Naomi, her sons, and their two wives were in the land for ten years, and then Malon and Kilaon died, making Naomi, Orpah, and Ruth all widows living together. Then she arose with her daughters-in-law that she might return from the country of Moab, for she heard in the country of Moab that the Lord had visited his people by giving them bread. Therefore she went out from the place where she was and her two daughters-in-law with her, and they went on the way to return to the land of Judah. Hearing that the Lord had visited his people by giving them bread, Naomi determined to return to Bethlehem. There is a play on words here, for Bethlehem means house of bread. Even though God's people suffered famine for a season, he did eventually visit them. We want to be in the place where God can bless us, and that will always be in his presence rather than apart from him. Verse 8, And Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go, return each to her mother's house. The Lord deal kindly with you as you have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant that you may find rest, each in the house of her husband. So she kissed them, and they lifted up their voices and wept. Now why did Naomi want to send her daughters-in-law back to Moab to the idolatry there? Was it only so that they could be remarried, figuring that they would have better opportunities among their own people? Or was it because Naomi was embarrassed to return to Israel, admitting that her sons had taken Moabite wives against the commandment? Perhaps she was concerned that they wouldn't be accepted in Israel. But regardless of Naomi's motivation, it was certainly a tearful goodbye. And they said to her, Surely we will return with you to your people. But Naomi said, Turn back, my daughters. Why will you go with me? Are there still sons in my womb, that they may be your husbands? Turn back, my daughters. Go, for I am too old to have a husband. If I should say I have hope, if I should have a husband tonight and should also bear sons, would you wait for them till they are grown? Would you restrain yourselves from having husbands? No, my daughters, for it grieves me very much for your sakes that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. The law of the Leveret marriage stated that if a man was married and died, then his brother was to marry the widow and raise the first child in his brother's name. But Naomi had no other sons and was too old to have more. She was grieved that such bitter circumstances had befallen her. 
and that the Lord had gone out against her. Then they lifted up their voices and wept again. And Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clung to her. And she said, look, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, entreat me not to leave you or to turn back from following after you. For wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me and more also of anything but death parts you and me. When she saw that she was determined to go with her, she stopped speaking to her. This is such a beautiful speech by Ruth, demonstrating her commitment to Naomi personally. But more importantly, it revealed the faith Ruth had in the Lord. Like Rahab of Jericho, Ruth was a Gentile woman who had faith in the God of the Hebrews. She had no interest in returning to the Moabites and their idolatry even though it may have provided her with a better chance at finding a husband. Her love for Naomi and for the Lord far surpassed any consideration of herself. Ruth's commitment to Naomi was like a marriage. Till death do we part. When Naomi saw that Ruth could not be dissuaded, she stopped trying to convince her to go back to her people. What a beautiful example this is of loyal love for God and for others. And it happened when they had come to Bethlehem that all the city was excited because of them. And the women said, Is this Naomi? But she said to them, Do not call me Naomi. Call me Mara, for the Almighty has dealt very bitterly with me. I went out full, and the Lord has brought me home again empty. Why do you call me Naomi? Since the Lord has testified against me, and the Almighty has afflicted me. So Naomi returned with Ruth, the Moabitess, her daughter-in-law, with her who returned from the country of Moab. Now they came to Bethlehem at the beginning of the barley harvest. Naomi means pleasant. When she returned to Bethlehem, she told the women, don't call me Naomi, call me Mara. Mara means bitter. She said, I went away full, but I have returned empty. It is sad to me to see so many today leaving the presence of the Lord and heading out to what they think are greener pastures. They dismiss what they call, quote, organized church, unquote. But did Jesus ever dismiss his church? He said that upon this rock, he will build his church and the gates of hell won't prevail against it. Jesus always demonstrated his own eagerness to have fellowship with his people. Where brothers and sisters dwell together in unity, that is where God commands blessing. But many today get burned in some way in the church and they flee the assembly of believers where the Lord said that he would be in our midst. Let me just say that if you leave the place of your calling in his presence, you will return empty. For this world will suck you dry. However, if you come back, God will receive you as the father received his prodigal son. In fact, he'll even kill the fatted calf for you and celebrate. That's how much he desires you to return to him. On the other hand, bitter circumstances happen to us all. A loved one dies. 
A friend betrays us. We are infected with illness. We have an accident. We feel mistreated. We can feel like the Almighty has dealt very bitterly with us. Whether our bitterness is our own fault, the fault of someone else, or just the normal hardships of life. We may feel like God is no longer on our side. But is that true? We must remember what God said in Hebrews 13.5. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And if you have left the presence of God so that you are now empty, then remember these words from Isaiah 55.7. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord, and he will have mercy on him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. When bitter circumstances enter our lives, we have a choice. We can become bitter or better. The secret to becoming better is to humble ourselves beneath the mighty hand of the Lord and be thankful. You know, Naomi had a daughter-in-law who loved her. She was back home in Bethlehem. The famine was over and the barley harvest was beginning. The harvest season was typically a time of great rejoicing. But for Naomi, this harvest season would bring her more joy than she could ever imagine. True, the Almighty had afflicted her, but he was about to bless her abundantly. He will do the same for you when you take refuge beneath his wings. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow, we will see where Ruth gleans in the field of Boaz, a relative of Naomi's husband, and Boaz notices her. We hope you'll join us as we continue this love story from the book of Ruth on Simply the Bible. Simply the Bible